Hello, and welcome to Everything Birds. I'm your host, Liam O'Neill. Happy to have you along here today. And we're going to be starting a new tradition, if you will. Um, we're going to be starting the bird of the day. So we're just going to, every every week, we're going to do a different bird of the day. And we're going to do a description of what they look like, some fun facts, and then um, what they eat at feeders. But first, we got our jokes. A duck walks into a drugstore and buys a chapstick. The clerk says, will that be cash or charge? The duck says, just put it on my bill. Why did the turkey cross the road? It was the chicken's day off. What do you get when you cross a golden eagle with a razor? A bald eagle. So our bird of the day today is a northern cardinal. Um, the males are bright red all over, and females are like drab brown, but both of them have like crests on their head. Um, and some fun facts. Northern cardinals are named for the male's brilliant red plumage, which reminded European settlers of the rich red vestments of Catholic cardinals in the church hierarchy. The bird's crest is also reminiscent of the headgear of some higher religious officials. Cardinal pairs remain together year-round and join with other northern cardinals to form large flocks in the winter, make a stunning sight when a large group of these birds is spotted in a snowy landscape. A flock of cardinals can be called a college, conclave, radiance, or Vatican. Yeah, it's really cool to see them against, like, the it's, the bright red really pops up, pops uh, against the white snow. Um, and then northern cardinals occasionally go bald, losing all all the feathers on their heads and showing bare black or dark gray skin instead. It can be, it can be a startling appearance, but is a natural part of their molting cycle. In some cases, mite or parasite infestations can contribute to this temporary baldness, but the feathers will eventually regrow. Northern Cardinals have been honored as the official state bird of seven different states, the most of any single bird species. Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, North Carolina, Ohio, Virginia, and West Virginia have all designated the Northern Cardinal as their symbolic bird. Um, and what they eat at feeders, they will eat uh, sunflower seed just out of like tray feeders. Um, but they, at my feeders, they especially like um, my bark butter bits. And so bark butter is was created by the CEO of Wild Birds Unlimited, Jim Carpenter. And it's just like, um, it's just uh, suet and peanut butter mix. And they have the, the bark butter bits are like balls, uh, but they have like quick bites and spreadable. And I also spread some on my tree, the woodpeckers like that. Um, but today we're going to be talking about, um, birdhouses. So, um, you might be like wondering why are we talking about birdhouses in the middle of the winter? Like, shouldn't we, we talk, shouldn't we be talking about them in the spring? Um, but if you want better chance at a nesting pair this spring, you might want to put it up right now to like familiarize, uh, the birds with it. Um, and so I, I had, uh, I built some birdhouses last spring, and I built a, well, my dad and I built some, um, a, a robin slash barn solo house and a bluebird slash tree swallow house, and so I haven't gotten any bluebirds in the, in that house, uh, but I have gotten some sparrows, and I um, did the best I could to kick them out because they are 
not very friendly. They are invasive species, old world species, and they um they like kill other birds. So that they're not they're not fun. Um, and then on my robin slash barn swallow house, I was uh, originally aiming to get some uh, barn swallows in there, but I think all the barn swallows and all the swallows around this area nest in um uh, nest under the bridge uh that that runs over the white river um and that's uh it's really cool to see them all down there they're like tree swallows cliff swallows northern rough wing swallows barn swallows all under there and it's cool to see their mud houses the coolest ones i feel like are the cliff swallows because they have all these colors but then the tree swallows are really stunning because they have that green on their back um but it's like that's like living the life for them they get to catch all their bugs under there um but some fun facts about nesting uh, brownhead cowbirds leave their eggs in other nests, uh, letting the other birds raise them. So I just like, that's like, ugh. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. The other birds are like totally oblivious to the fact that they're raising a brownhead cowbird. And it's like terrible that they throw the other birds' eggs out. I mean, like, why don't you just parent your own eggs? Um, and then... Os- their brown-headed cowbirds are an overall, um, like, parasitic bird. Uh, and ostriches can lay over 50 eggs per, uh, per nest. They're, that's the most out of any, any, uh, any bird uh, lay that lays, uh, it can, that's the most eggs that they lay per year, um, and, or, like, per nesting season. And uh, I, I have ostrich on my bucket list, but I think it's going to, be a long time, but someday when I go to Australia, I'll, I'll see one. Um, and so if you want to build your own birdhouse, which I, I think was a really cool thing, um, and then to actually see birds that nest in your birdhouse, that's, that's really cool. Um, you can go to the Cornell Lab of Ornithology Nest Watch, and they have design plans for all different kinds of birdhouses. And so, um, uh, and then you can also... I mean, they have bird, they have birdhouses for hair, everything from herons to like chickadees. It's like amazing. Like the herons, it's not like actual houses, but like net like platforms to put nests on. And then, um, and then the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, uh, they also have this thing like nest cams, and so you can see like uh, Bermuda petrels and like albatrosses. And one of my favorites was the ospreys. They were really cool. Um, you just see them raise their young, and so. That was really cool. But if you do not feel in the mood to DIY it, um, you can go to uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, and they're, the workers there are really knowledgeable about birds and stuff, and they have birdhouses everywhere from, like, uh, eastern screech owls to chickadees. Um, and, and they also have this really cool thing. It's called a nest, like a nest builder, like nest helper, and it's like webbed, uh, web cotton and a web ball, and you hang it from a tree, and so the birds will pull out cotton from from it, and so uh, and then they have, they also have a nest nesting blend, which is high in all the stuff that they need to the young need to survive. So in the spring, you could just go to them; they'll know everything about that, and then. Um, uh, and if you, anyway, if you buy a birdhouse or if you make a birdhouse, um, you need a, you don't need a perch in the front of it because perches can, they, they don't need it. Like due to popular, like, I mean, people think that you need, uh, 
need perches on the front of your birdhouse, uh, but you really don't. Um, it just helps the predators get in. And I've actually heard that uh, bluebirds, they stand on the top of the birdhouse and they look for little tiny caterpillars and then they just dive vomit. So that was, that's, um, that's really cool. Uh, and make sure, make sure to see uh, the appropriate space um, for a birdhouse away from another birdhouse because uh, that could prevent competition, which could be fatal um, if there was any competition. And once you have the birdhouse up, uh, try not to get too close to the birdhouses because of um, scent trails that would attract predators. Um, uh, the, or, or the birds could die, or the birds could just like dive bomb you and feel like, like defending their territory. And that could get the adult birds injured. Like, uh, at my friend's grandfather, he owns a golf course and his dog, uh, used to go out there and, um, the and the there's a northern mockingbird that hated that dog for some reason and it would dive bomb the dog and it was fun to watch but it could really it could really be bad if um if they got hurt and then they couldn't take care of their young um and then also they could just smell you and just abandon their nesting box and that would be that would be bad for the babies and stuff so it's just not a good idea to go um to go near a birdhouse, but if you absolutely have to keep moving after you've hit the bird, after you've looked inside the birdhouse, because the predators don't just have like a distinct scent trail just to follow, and then it just ends there. They'll just find out it's there, and then after the nesting season's over, um, make sure the, that the young have fledged, and make sure the whole nesting season is over um, to clean out your birdhouse. Uh, you should clean it out at least once a year. Um, and most most design plans on Cornell, like Nestwatch and stuff, and the Wild Birds Unlimited, they all have uh, they all have like nest box latches, like that you can clean it out. And uh, you should look. Uh, I, there, there's a cleaning solution you should use. It's like nine parts water and one part bleach. But I'd I'd make sure uh, to look that up again. Don't trust me. Um, but uh, if you if you get a wren house and you're like um, wondering why it doesn't have a latch, but uh, wrens wrens clean out their own house, uh, like and some wrens find it a more attractive nesting place if it has sticks in it already. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and like so I got a wren house and um, I don't have to clean it, so that's nice. Um, but. I think I've covered most everything with um, birdhouses. So thank you for listening to this episode of Everything Birds. And please follow and rate this podcast. And thank you for listening. And bye.